Hello, I'm Merv Massey, and welcome to this podcast. I am a budding theologian under the tutelage of the renowned Dr. Catherine Wright at Wingate University as we study an intro to systematic theology. In today's podcast, I will summarize the modern period of Christian theology as defined by Alistair E. McGrath, Christian Theology and Introduction. I will discuss the cultural developments that help shape Christian theology in the modern period. Also, key theologians during the modern period. Major denominations during this period as well. Also, more recent trends in Western theology. So let's begin. The modern period of theology is from 1705 present. During the modern period, Christianity underwent significant transformation and expansion. From 1700 onward, Christianity became a global phenomenon. Colonization of North America by Western Europeans led to various schools of Protestant theology like Lutheran, Reformed, and Anabaptist. The expansion continued throughout the world with great impact in Australia, India, the Far East, and Sub-Saharan Africa. Now, let's look at some of the cultural developments that shaped the environment of theology during the modern period. First, we have the Enlightenment or Age of Reason. The Enlightenment or Age of Reason emphasizes that humanity is able to think for itself and penetrate the mysteries of the world without the need of any assistance from God. First, it argued that Christianity was rational. Secondly, it argued that the basic ideas of Christianity could be derived from reason itself. Thirdly, the ability to reason was supremely qualified to judge Christian beliefs and practices in order to eliminate any irrational or superstitious elements. The Enlightenment was critical of the tenets central to Christian faith, such as the Trinity, divine revelation, miracles, and the atonement. Next, we have Romanticism. Romanticism countered the Enlightenment notion that reality could be known to human reason. Romantics felt that Enlightenment attempted to reduce the mystery of the universe to a neat logical formula. Romanticism replaced the appeal to pure reason with an appeal to human intuition, imagination, and feeling. 
Romanticism recognized the significance of religious feeling and the quest for a transcendent dimension of life. Next, next we have atheism. Atheism began to rise as some writers of Romanticism saw the significance of religious feelings and the importance of the quest for transcendent life, that they saw that these had no connection with Christian faith. Other writers during that period abandoned the faith due to a growing sense of immorality of doctrines such as the original sin, predestination, and substitutionary atonement. And as a result, the writers turned to what was called the religion of human sympathy in place of those dark and dismal concepts of God. They took the view that they could be good without God. Then we have Marxism. Marxism's founders called Marx. Karl Marx developed the idea that religion is just a direct response to economic and social conditions. He believed that religion, as he quotes, is a, an imaginary sun which seems to a man to revolve around him until he realizes that he's the center of his revolution. Marx also believed that God is simply a projection of human concern. Marxism became an economic and political failure in Russia, fell out of favor in Europe, had no social appeal in the U.S. or Canada, but found its way into Christian theology through the Latin liberation theology, which we will look at later in the podcast. Then there's Darwinism. Darwinism challenged the Christian belief that God created everything in a special act of creation. Darwin proposed that over a long period of time, new species emerged. And then finally, postmodernism. Postmodernism is the social conscience where there is no absolutes no fixed certainties, no foundation. It is the thought that all ideas are equally valid and equally meaningless. Now, let's look at some key theologians during the modern period. The first is F.D.E. Schleiermacher. He is regarded as the most important Protestant theologian of the 19th century. He rose to fame through his recognition of the need to make Christianity relevant and accessible to the Enlightenment. Next, we have Karl Barth. Karl Barth is regarded as one of the greatest Protestant theologians of the 20th century. Barth placed an emphasis on divine revelation. He is widely credited with the renaissance of the Trinitarian faith. 
theology. Then there's Paul Tillich. Tillich studied theology in Germany, but he was forced to resign because of his opposition to Nazism. He immigrated to the United States, taught at Union Theological Seminary and Harvard University. Tillich presented the theology of the Christian faith by stressing the correlation between the ultimate questions of humanity and the answers provided by the Christian faith. There's also Karl Rainer. He is regarded as the most significant Catholic theologian of the 20th century. Rainer's theological program is called the Transcendental Method, where he argued the recovery of a sense of the transcendence of God. Then there's John Edwards. John Edwards, who is linked to the revivals, the religious revivals known as the Great Awakening, he is a, he was a significant North American theologian during this period. During the modern period, Christianity developed into different streams called denominations. Let's take a look at four of these major denominations during this period. First, we have Catholicism. Catholicism saw a major revival after World War II. One of the most important themes was the retrieval of the patristic and the medieval heritage of Catholicism. Second Vatican Council met 1962 to 1965 to clarify its theological foundation and gave Catholicism a new sense of direction. It promoted the interest in the discussion of nature, the role of the church and sacraments, and established a more positive environment for Catholic theologians to operate. Next we have Protestantism. Protestantism resulted from the European Reformation in the 16th century. and It saw a significant expansion during this period. Protestants immigrated from Europe, North America, where Protestantism became the dominant religion in many areas. Then we have evangelicalism, initially referred to those who chose to return more biblical beliefs and practices rather than those of the medieval church. Evangelicalism emphasizes four things. It emphasizes the authority and the sufficiency of scripture. It also emphasizes the uniqueness of the redemption through the death of Christ on the cross. It emphasizes the need for personal conversion. And it emphasizes the necessity 
and urgency of evangelism. And then we have the Pentecostal charismatic movements. Pentecostal charismatic movements are a modern rediscovery of the spiritual gifts associated with the day of Pentecost, as it's described in the book of Acts in chapter two. Pentecostals believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the practice of speaking in other tongues. Now for some more recent trends in Western theology. First, we have liberal Protestantism. It sought to bridge the gap between Christian faith and modern knowledge. Any traditional interpretations of scripture or beliefs that were compromised by the development of human knowledge would be discarded or reinterpreted to align with what is now known about the world. Liberalism sought to ground faith in the common human experience and interpreted in ways that made sense to the modern view rather than being grounded in scripture or in the person of Jesus Christ. Then we have modernism. Modernism was first used by Catholic theologians that adopted a critical attitude toward traditional Christian doctrine, especially doctrine relating to the identity and significance of Jesus Christ. Modernism stressed the ethical rather than the theological dimensions of faith. Next, we have the feminists. Feminism fights for female emancipation, equal gender rights, the proper relationships between men and women to be affirmed by contemporary theology. Feminist theology seeks to understand and to criticize the male dominant position and challenges the androcentric images of God and humanity. Liberation theology. Liberation theology has its roots in Latin America and it focuses on human liberation. The term can be applied to any theology that is addressed to or deals with oppressive situations. It is oriented toward the poor and oppressed. In practice, liberation theology is critical of capitalism, but affirmative to socialism. Liberation theology defends the use of Marxism as a tool for social analysis and as a means to dismantle unjust social systems then create more equitable ones. And then finally, we have Black theology. Black theology emerged in the 1960s and the 70s to ensure that the realities of the Black experience was represented in theology.
In today's podcast, we took a look into the modern period of Christian theology as defined by Alistair E. McGrath, Christian Theology and Introduction. We discussed cultural developments that shape Christian theology in the modern period. Also, key theologians during the modern period. Major denominations during this time period as well. Finally, more recent trends in the Western theology. Thank you for joining the podcast and many blessings as we continue our journey of systematic theology.